For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Michigan at the 41. What a hit! Ball's free! On the ground! South Carolina deserves to have it, and they do! Hello and welcome back to Believe in South Carolina on the Believe Podcast Network. And South Carolina is going bowling. It is official. South Carolina 6-5 and five after beating Auburn 21-17 to 17 in what was honestly just a great football game, great back and forth, a little controversial at times and a little controversial ending. But we'll get into that. Um, as always, Braden Malloy uh, joining me for this podcast. Um, and, I mean, a lot of talk about Braden. We'll get into this. Uh, we'll just jump right in. But, I mean, Zaquandre White and Josh Van really, in my opinion, came out this game and showed that they could be the kind of the two dominating players on South Carolina. The thing that I loved, and Beamer said this after the game, he said, we came in the second half and basically just ran the same two plays over and over and over and over. And the thing that I loved is basically the playbook was give it to White or Van and let him do something. Let them do something. And the thing I loved about White is this is the first time in a long time, maybe since Kevin Harris's season last year a little bit, but like you put that ball in White's hands, you have no idea what he could do with it. I mean, he yeah, he met would meet a defend, uh, defender right on the line while well, he breaks that tackle and goes for another 10. So, I mean, it was great to see our offense really doing well. Also, Jason Brown, 10 for 15, three touchdowns after that one horrible pick. But we'll talk about that. Um, but I don't know. I loved what I saw from South Carolina going into the Clemson game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it looked it looked great. Um, you mentioned Van. It's funny. Zaquandre Wright actually had the most receiving yards on the team for the for the game at uh, 69. But um, the Zaquandre, that boy's fast. He yeah. he is an an angle eliminator. Um, it it looked great. It really did look like our offense. I mean, outside of the first two drives, but I mean that happens. We didn't kind of get it going to the second quarter, but um, I mean we're not world beaters, so it's going to take a little time. I didn't really expect us to come out and drop forty um, like we did Florida because I didn't expect that either. Um, you kind of got the feeling when they went up 14 nothing early. You're like, ah, here we go again. Oh, I, I was sitting there, um, and I said to my friend watching the game, I said, I said, at least I made – I took the Auburn pick in my podcast. Yeah, yeah, they kind of got that feeling. But, I mean, to, to Beamer's credit and to the team's credit, I know I've harped on it all year how he comes in after the games and says, man, but this team loves each other, and they fight to the end. I'm like, that's great, Beamer, but there's no wins. Hey, to his credit, that that was the way it went Saturday, and that's that's the way they got the win Saturday. Um, they battled back, they tied up at half, 
And then, I mean, it was a big – no, there was a field goal and a touchdown in the third quarter and then no score in the fourth quarter. Um, so defense definitely shut down uh, a Tiger offense. They had Mike Bobo. So, you know, that's a little – Yeah, little, sucks for them. Yeah, a little stick right there to have Bobo back there. Um, and you mentioned it last week, you know, it was a little – maybe it was a little uh, – let me show you what I can do to Bobo from the players since he kind of departed from us. Um, no, but I was very, I was very, I don't want to say proud. I'm not like a dad or anything, um, but it was fun. It was a fun game to watch. Even if we weren't scoring, we were at least moving the ball and making plays. And that was always fun. Yeah. And watching the game, I watched it on TV and uh, watching the broadcast and multiple times they said, like, this is just, this is SEC football. It's seven o'clock at night in Columbia, South Carolina, Auburn taking on the Gamecocks. Like, it was just great to see. And then you had this close game. I mean, you're right. At the beginning, it was 14 nothing. It was not looking good. I was, I was definitely concerned in those first couple drives for what we were about to see. see. But, I mean, I, we'll get to the picks once we're done talking about the Auburn game. But I am thankful, Braden, that you were right. I'm very, very thankful you were right. I'm, I'd rather be wrong and see South Carolina go into a bowl game than I've been right and seen Auburn crush us. So, no, I mean, I agree. I, it was great to see. It was a great game. RG3 was hilarious on that ESPN sure. bucket. He is so good with one-liners. I loved watching him. So that that's now one of my favorite things to do is figure out which game RG3 is going to broadcast and watch it because that was so fun to watch. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think you're right. I mean, I didn't expect South Carolina to come in and put up 40 with Auburn's defense. Florida Florida had their own issues, and they're continuing to have their issues. Like I, I predicted last week, Missouri to beat Florida, and I just think Florida's horrible. So uh, that was um, good to be right about, but – Auburn had a solid defense and they, it wasn't a crazy high scoring game, but South Carolina was able to battle and keep battling. And the defense was able, able to hold Finley and company to literally three points in the whole second half. Yeah, it was uh, exciting. And like you said, you watched at home. I was actually at the stadium. Um, and I can tell you that atmosphere was legit from opening kickoff to uh, the knee down from Jason Brown to end the game. Um, the fans were there. It was rowdy. It was loud. Um, battle towels flying everywhere. Um, it was it was a really a really cool atmosphere to see. That something we weren't really expecting at the start of the year to have at the end of the year. You know, a lot of after kind of how we started and all, you kind of like, well, these last kind of couple games, if you're predicting the future, they probably wouldn't see that attendance that they got. But it was so it was really cool to see late in the season, meaningful games and the Gamecock fans show up. Um, yeah, our defense, I mean, our defense did what our defense has been doing this whole year, um, making plays, uh, getting te- getting the opposing offense off the field. Um, I mean, holding tanks, Tank Bisbee, I say holding to only 164, but against a guy like that. That guy is insane. Yeah. B- D- oh, Big my B gosh. Might be the best running back in, in the SEC. Um, yeah, he just – I remember multiple times saying, how can we not tackle this guy? He It was impossible. He Every time he would get contact immediately, no, he needed four other guys to come up and bring him down. It was 
like hats off to him. He was extreme. He's extremely talented. And I agree. I mean, who's the Texas A&M guy, Isaiah Spiller? Yeah. Um, like him, those two, two best. I think Bigsby takes it though. That, that guy is the real deal. He's very, very talented. Yeah. Uh, I'll say in all the games this year, um, rushing wise, Here's the thing. He actually ran for the most yards against us throughout the whole year. It doesn't shock me. I literally, I fully believe that if Auburn's offense had just said, all right, let's give it to Bigsby every single play, they would have ended up in the end zone. He was averaging seven yards a carry on 22 attempts. Like that's, that's ridiculous. You remember that fourth and one? Oh yeah. They decided to pass. They decided to pass it. Did you like Bigsby um, wasn't even on the field. He was on the sidelines. Bigsby, after that play, when South Carolina got the ball, was visibly upset. Well, yeah, for good reason. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, anyone – I mean, I don't want to bash on anyone, but Mike Bobo, what is wrong with you? Like, I'm so glad you're not at this school anymore. I mean, you have a running back that is running through South Carolina's defense. You need one yard to extend your drive or else you're giving South Carolina solid field position and you pass it on a horribly executed play. And um, no, I mean, Bigsby could have gotten the ball every single play of a drive and they would have inevitably ended up in the end zone. And I can't believe it didn't happen, but I mean, I'm thankful of how it turned out, but Auburn needs to just check their play calling. Cause that was surprising. Yeah, it was it was definitely interesting, um, an interesting call there, especially early in the game like that. Just to go for it in general early in the game, um, it was only, I mean, it was only still it was still the uh, second quarter, um, and they were on their own like thirty five. So it was just an interesting call in general. Yeah, it was it was very it was very questionable they they were up by seven still at that point it was still 14 seven so just all in all questionable call um but hey give props to our defense they they shut that play down um yeah definitely finley went 70 17 for 32 so about 50 percent uh for 188 and a touchdown which is i mean you can your team as a defense letting that up you can win games with that um, especially when your quarterback on the other side goes for 10 for 15, 157, and three touchdowns. Yeah, I was uh, proud of how efficient Brown was. I mean, there was one point where I think he had thrown like six throws, nine throws, something like that, and three of them were touchdowns. Like yeah. he, he was, he was, when they were p- deciding to pass the ball, it was good plays. He was making good decisions. Um, and then other than that, it was white kind of just taking over the game yeah and beamer mentioned it somebody asked in post game said hey was it planned to only have kind of kevin harris take a backseat role i said quote unquote backseat role to white today um beamer said no it wasn't planned we were just riding the hot hand and you watch what white did today there was no reason for us to keep switching he's like i mean we he said we have trust in harris we have confidence in harris we know what he can do but White was having himself a game, so why why stop that there? And, and Kevin uh, Kevin didn't do too bad either. I mean, every no. time Kevin came in, he had 13 carries for 63 yards, averaged around five. Um, 
he still did well and uh, honestly was a great addition. When you have White who's going off and then you take White off the field to give him a break and you're bringing in Kevin Harris, I mean, that's just that's the one-two punch that we wanted to see this whole year. Um, I don't even think Lloyd got in the game or he never got a carry. Uh, no. um, um, here's another thing, though. Our offensive line looked decent, and they spent the whole week without the O-line coach, Greg Atkins. So yeah, that's, that was that was kind of nice to see that even without their head coach, they still kind of put on a performance like that. Yeah, it's the Auburn defensive front that is one of the top defensive fronts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think the two moments that really changed that game were the fourth and one that kind of gave us momentum and then that missed field goal. And when those things happened. Those were like, all right, South Carolina can do this, and this is going to be a big game for the Gamecocks. Also, Trey Jones, the freshman lineman who was formerly, I heard, number 72. They gave him 44 to make him, like, I guess a fullback, um, tight end type, and uh, gets a touchdown and basically lives every lineman's dream. Hey, it was a big week for a lineman scoring we had Trey Jones here in Columbia big old Jordan Davis down in Athens got him a rushing touchdown against Charleston Southern last night uh Andrew Thomas the offensive tackle for the Giants caught a nice little touchdown pass um you know big man of scoring out here and I like it it's a trend it's becoming a trend and uh we're okay with it at this point but uh I'll stop him who's gonna tackle him Jordan Davis is 6'9 330 Who's well, gonna that, tackle him? I that that was not shocking that they did that, especially with how good Davis is and how uh well it was senior day. Yeah, it, well, that's what I was saying. Like the whole everything around it, letting him get a touchdown. He's a big reason that Georgia is so good. I mean, he deserves to, you know, get a touchdown, celebrate it a little bit. But uh just to kind of recap the game, um first quarter. Auburn goes up 14-0. Bigsby gets a touchdown. Demetrius Robertson gets a 10-yard pass from Finley. And then second quarter and basically the rest of the game is kind of all South Carolina. Zaquandre White gets that 20-yard pass up the left side. Trey Jones get that, gets the three-yard, um, catches the ball and falls back. Uh, that was just honestly hilarious to see. And it was really cool to see uh, him barely fitting in his 44 Jersey. Um, ben Patton, who was not Auburn's normal field goal kicker. Auburn's normal kicker was injured. So Patton had to come in and kick his first field goal since 2014. And uh, he went uh, one for two. He got a 37 yarder, making it 17, 14 Auburn. And then van gets the seven yard pass from Brown to go up 21-17, and that ends up being the final score. But that was the final score, but not really the end of controversy, as I think, Braden, we have to talk about the punt. Um, I mean, I guess. It's something we have to touch on. I mean, it's it was it was a, I, I know watching it, it was a big deal, and it was – um, you're on the edge of your seat, seeing which way it's going to go. I'll be totally honest. Did not think we were going to get that call overturned. Well, I'll tell you, whoever runs the uh, replay board at Willie B needs a raise. 
because um, the shot that he gave us in the stadium of it, he zoomed in. He, he said, you know, that CIA or, or CSI yeah. hands and hands. That boy zoom, zoomed in. And like, again, it's one of those calls that can go either way. And a lot of the times those calls are going to be what was caught on the, on the field. Um, yeah. You could, I mean, you can make a case either way. I saw a picture where you can't see separation between his knee and the ball. Maybe another angle you can. Yeah. Um, so it was definitely that. It was definitely interesting that they called it dead on the, or they uh, called it dead on the field and then flipped it, uh, meaning they had enough evidence to overturn it. I will tell you though, one of the coolest moments. So since I was up at the photo deck, I got, I was, looking kind of down at the entire stadium. And when the ref came out and said, after further review, the ruling is the, the ball was touched. The entire stadium, not even just the student section, but the entire stadium threw up their white towels and just went, ah! and it's probably one of the coolest moments. Like sports, like uh, fan and team bias aside, just seeing a fan base like that, a reaction, of like kind of maybe like some a little bit of relief, but just pure happiness and excitement, just all at the same time. It was really cool to watch. Well, because in that moment, that meant South Carolina is getting a bowl game. Like yeah, that's what much. that meant. That pretty that's much. literally what that call meant when he overturned that. That's what I jumped out of my seat. I was screaming at my TV. I mean, that literally meant South Carolina gets a bowl game in Shane Beamer's first year. And now, South Carolina gets to go into the Clemson game after just beating Auburn, which is huge. Um, and we'll We're talk going more about it. bowling, baby. We're going bowling. And we will talk more about that Clemson game on Thursday because there is a lot to talk about there. Not feeling Thanksgiving, not feeling super awesome about it. But uh, after the game they played against Wake Forest, but Man. we'll talk more about that. See, see, but you could also take that the game we play against Florida. You get That's one of you. I mean, that is true. I mean, Florida, that win against Florida just looks. Well, it like, doesn't look great. It, it just uh, doesn't look as good because, I mean, they put up 70. They let, they allow an FCS team to put up 50-something on them. Then they lose to Missouri right after us. So, like. Their head coach gets fired. Their head coach, yeah. So, I mean, we can't. I agree. But, I mean, Wake Forest was the number 10 team in the nation. So, Clemson's coming off that. Yeah, but. I, eh. How yeah. good was Wake Forest? Really? Yeah. Now that's the question. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, but, we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, yeah. So uh, later on on Turkey Day. Yeah, we'll get we'll get on that one. But uh, that's pretty much all I have in the Auburn game. So we can actually get into our picks if you have them. Um, I don't, but I pretty much remember them. Well, we'll go over the big ones. I mean, the big one that let's see, we had for Char- Georgia Charleston Southern. We had Georgia winning. They didn't have any spreader. Well, yeah, a lot of them. A lot of them were actually. I forgot. A lot of them were straight up. We had A and M winning. They beat Prairie View A and M. We had Mississippi State winning, beating Tennessee State. We had Kentucky beating New Mexico State. We had Tennessee beating South Alabama. Now they put they was sixty to fourteen. So I don't think we had Tennessee winning that well. Um, I don't think so. But I mean, Tennessee right now honestly looks like the second best team in the SEC East. But I think in the games where we uh, that now, actually kind of mattered, we differed mostly. We did. I was going to say LSU, UL, Monroe. LSU only beat them 
to only beat them by 13. I don't, we did not have that. We had LSU winning, but we had them winning by a, a bigger lot. margin. A but lot, yeah. uh, LSU, I don't, I don't know what's going on down there. But they're, I'd say the big, the big ones were I chose Missouri to beat Florida. You did. You did. I thought, I just thought Florida, I thought it'd be a high scoring game. It was only 24 23, and that was because they went to overtime. Um, I thought it'd be a higher scoring game, but I thought Florida would be able to pull it out against a bad Missouri defense. But the state of the Florida program is just completely, completely in shambles at the moment. So it really is. It, it they are scraping the bottom of the barrel. I mean, it's the best available open coaching spot, in my opinion. But you think actually, it's better than LSU? Well, I was just about to say there's actually a lot of really good coaching openings. LSU, Florida, and USC, I would say, are the top – like USC, the, Southern Cal. Those are the top three. And then yeah. um, TCU also has an opening, which they've had a history of, of solid football Virginia in the last Tech couple years. has an opening. Virginia Tech has an opening. They're probably yeah, they're, like four and five. Uh, Miami. Yeah. There's, a, there's a chance Diaz doesn't make it through the year. Um I thought they improved throughout the year, though. They did, they, they did. And, you know, they're also if, – if Lane Kiffin chooses one of those, then Ole Miss is open. So, this will be an interesting offseason. I hope Lane doesn't go somewhere else. I'd rather him just stay at Ole Miss. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I, think, I think he likes Ole Miss. I don't know. Well, I, I mean, think- Beamer was involved in the whole controversy about the tech opening, but he shut yeah, that down. he shut that down real quick. Immediately. Um, but yeah, well, like I said, Florida has to now beat Florida State to become even bowl eligible, um, which is crazy. Uh, but yeah, you you got that one. Missouri pulled it out that the one point win. How about the uh, balls on Eli Drinkowitz to score the touchdown, make it 23-22 in overtime, and say, we're going to win this right now and go for two and get it. That's, that's yeah. big time. No, I saw that, and I remember, because I didn't watch that full game. I'd been following it. A lot like following along because I you were very against my Missouri pick, so I was like, I really want to win this. <laughs> and um, I remember I saw it on ESPN like the play, and I was like, This is either really good or really bad. And I got lucky, and they ended up getting that was a big man game. touchdown or that was a big man two point conversion. Mm-hmm. That was a lineman that kind that of was. I told you, big man, big man were making a name for himself. They're having a big week, they really They're are having, having a big, big week. week, you know. Um, so, yeah, you, you got that one. Uh, congrats on that. Thank you. Uh, we both had Ole Miss beating Vanderbilt, but I don't think we thought it was going to be that close of a game. It was 31-17. I had Vandy cover and spread. Did you? Yeah. Okay. I remember that. I had Vandy I did, cover and spread. I did not. I thought Ole Miss would uh, kind of kick them to the curb. Because I've been, I've been betting Vandy – to cover spread pretty much every game since they've beat us just because I'm hoping Vandy is better than what well, they, everyone thinks. Not, but it's a nice hope. They're two and nine and zero oh and seven in the conference. Yeah. Um, Ole Miss sitting at nine and two going to go to uh where they, they play. Um, well, they be in a New Year's State. That will be a good game this weekend. Ole Miss, Mississippi State. The Egg Bowl. Um, the Egg Bowl, yeah. Lane, Lane uh, Kiffin, Lane Kiffin's getting some backlash because he said uh, said something something like, uh, "It's just college football. Like, why do you hate people because they go to another school?" Which yeah. people are like, "It's your people rival." In the, people, people in the Grove didn't take too kindly to that. Um, yeah, but hey, Ole Miss could be sitting at a ten and two at the end of the year. That's a nice New Year's Six bowl for Kiffin and Corral. Well, I was just about to say New Year's Six. 
six for, I mean, especially they'll definitely get a new year six if they go 10 too, because Corral be, and second in the West. Yeah. Because Corral, I mean, they want to, it's, it is, we're both studying TV stuff. So like we both know it's all about views. Oh yeah. Six is about big views. Ole Miss has Matt Corral. He's probably going to be a, possibly a Heisman finalist. Um, but also just one of the most known players in college football. So they're going to, they go 10 and two, they're going to give them a good opponent. Yeah. I guess that they might play like an Oklahoma or yeah. an Oregon. Someone uh, who just, someone who whoever, just missed the playoff. Whoever loses like the Michigan state Ohio or the Michigan, Ohio game, Ohio state game. Um, I can see like Ole Miss against one of those. three. The bowl, well, the bowl committees love putting love testing the sec teams. Yeah, they'll put a, they'll put a lower ranked SEC team against a high ranked other conference team because they want to test the SEC, how really how much high above everyone else the SEC is, and oftentimes the SEC proves it. But I mean, yeah, un- yeah. unlike us in the 2019 Belk Bowl when they put us against UVA, I, well, and we I got, think for the wow. past eight nine years the SEC has the best bowl game record winning percentage wise. I think there is some kind of it's not an award. I don't know if it's a trophy type, but it's like you get named a uh, best bowl conference or something like that. And we've won that the past 10 years or so. So it works out usually. Um, then we go into, uh, how about the other game uh, over there in uh, Tuscaloosa? Arkansas, Bama, Arkansas, Bama. I told you. Yeah, you did. I said I, w- I wanted to pick Arkansas. I did. I did. Cause I believe they were a, a better team than their record showed. I did. Mm-hmm. I could not bring myself to it because I do believe in all turns out Bama is a better team. Yeah. But I told you they're going to keep it close. They did. And that I was surprised. Spade was not there. They, uh, they ended with – they only lost by seven. I don't know. Every time I see Bama have even a remotely close game, I'm like, oh, gosh, Georgia is going to kill them. I just think I just think Georgia is so far above everyone else. Like it's Georgia one, and then Ohio State is two, in my opinion, and then Bama, then Cincy needs to be in the playoff picture this week. If they're not, that is that that should be out tonight. By the time probably people listen to this podcast, that's probably out. But yeah. I think I think if Cincy is not in this college football playoff release, it is it is the committee basically saying. Group of five schools do not matter. No, I don't think so, because here's the thing. They could do Georgia, Ohio State, Bama, and Michigan. Maybe that the top four. Ohio State and Michigan play. One of them will knock each other out, so it's not going to matter. Then they that can slide Cincinnati in. So I don't think tonight, if they don't put Cincinnati in, it's going to be a big deal because that those two teams playing one will be knocked out. Two Big if Ten teams, two SEC teams. Yeah, people won't like that. If if the no. if after this week, if next Tuesday they put like a Notre Dame or an Oklahoma State or somebody ahead of Tennessee, then I would roll with you and saying they're just never going to put a power five team in there. I don't think tonight's hold that much weight though, because those two teams still play. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And also it'd be it'd be really even more built up. It's already built up. Oh yeah, if it's two, if it's two and four going into "quote unquote" the game, stupid. It's not the game, but whatever. Um, to you, <laughs> okay? Yes, because nobody down here cares about it. You can't have the game when half the country doesn't care about it. 
I don't know. I think Ohio State, Ohio State, Michigan is one of my favorite games to watch every year. You grew up a Big Ten person. That is true. My dad went to Purdue for context. Like nobody down here gives a flying crap about the Big Ten. That is true. Well, well, I care, and I'm I'm excited to see it. But I mean, also if it's if it's number two Ohio State versus number four Michigan, that's yes, crazy. It's just- it's good football. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. My problem too, is too, calling it the game. Like, we're still calling the Dallas Cowboys America's team. They're not America's team People anymore. like to hold on to tradition. Yeah, well, tradition is just peer pressure from dead people. Huh. Wow, I've never heard that. <laughs> but interesting. Um, well, I think that's all the games we have. Uh, <laughs> I think that we'll, we'll just end it right there. Um, I think that's all the games we have. And uh and the SEC slate, but South Carolina is going bowling, and also Woo! it's Clemson week. Oh yes, sir, Clemson. Tiger, Tiger burn happened yesterday. Um, Gamecocks getting ready. They say you can't spell Clemson without an L. That is true. Hopefully, we can give them the L on Saturday. Well, but we'll... South Carolina without an L either. So yeah, but don't you just don't bring that up. Um... <laughs> But we'll uh, we'll talk more about that on Thursday. So tune in for the preview of the Clemson game. But until then, go Cox, and we'll talk to you then. Happy Thanksgiving. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.